91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Horror Movie Night listeners, we are dropping a special little bonus episode because we have an amazing guest. If you're a child of the 80s and 90s like myself, you grew up with this guest in movies like Better Off Dead and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But now she's in a new film that's dropping later on this week, and it is Amityville Murders. Uh, Diane Franklin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Matt. Now, I I guess I have to call the obvious thing out that I'm sure everybody has brought up. You were in an Amityville film way back in the 80s, and now you're in a new one. What was it like to return to the iconic house? Wow. Well, here we go. So I actually, for those of you who don't know, we're in Amityville Part 2. We rarely hear about Part 2. We're always hearing about Amityville Horror. There's so many Amityvilles. Okay, I just want to clarify. So Amityville 2, it's called Amityville 2, The Possession. I play the daughter, and I look really young, probably like I look like 14 or 16, really young. And I played Patricia Montelli. But that film was based on the DeFeo murders, which were real murders that happened in Long Island in 1974. A a guy who's 23 years old, a boy, murdered his family, his entire family. And it was loosely based on it. And first half of the film is about the, the family relationship. 
Um, Burt Young played my dad. Ratanya Alva played my mother. And um, Jack Magner played uh, my brother. And it was, uh, and then, but the, but the first movie, Amityville 2, was very scary because they had like a lot of special effects. And um, it was, half the film was about the house and then the other half was sort of about the exorcism of the boy. So it was more of a true horror film. Um, cut to 30 years later or whatever, I, here I am, and um, I am going to the Beverly New Beverly Theater, which is Quentin Tarantino's theater, who is a big fan of Amityville 2. So I go to the theater, and when I'm there, um, uh, I'm there to do a Q&A. And who comes in but this gentleman named Daniel Ferens, who is the writer-director of Amityville Murder. So he comes in and he sees me and he gets the idea of maybe me playing Louise DeFeo. But I don't know this. I'm just doing my Q&A. So I, uh, a few months later, um, my convention agent says to me, hey, I'm friends with this guy on Facebook and he's doing another Amityville and you should call. And I was like, I don't even, why should I call him? I don't understand because no, no, just call him. He wants to talk. I have no idea why I'm calling, what's happening. So I call Daniel and I'm like, hello, um, my name is Diane Franklin and I, I don't know if you know who I am, but um, I was in Amityville too and I don't know, Better Off Dead and Last American Virgin. And, and he's like, oh, I know who you are and I would like to offer you the role of Louise DeFeo to play in my new film, Amityville Murders. And I burst into tears. I mean, I just like lost it because the idea of coming back for having once played the daughter and now playing the mother in the real story, which is sort, which is very similar. If you see Amityville 2, there's a lot of similarities. Um, and based on the true story, he had done the documentary of Amityville, so he knew all the truth of what really went on in that house. Um, but now to play the mother, I, I think I'm the only actress who's ever played the daughter and the mother in the same story so I had the two perspectives and it was phenomenal. I just felt like I must be the luckiest actress in the world. Well, and I so was, that's how it happened. Isn't that amazing? That's, that's, that's so it's all like chance of different things amazing. happening. <laughs> right? uh, uh, this film, it has so many levels. Of, I think people who watch it, you're going to, you're going to be able to, appreciate it on so many different levels the acting the history Burt Young is in it he played my dad in the first one he's also my dad here we have a lovely scene together you get to see the emotion I mean it, this is a love fest here really quite amazing well and it's it's so interesting because I love Amityville to the possession I think it's the best of all of the Amityville films and like Thank you said you. And- I was gonna say, like you said, it does take a very horror possession film twist to it, where there's elements of supernatural in Amityville murders, but it's presented a lot more like kind of a true crime look with some psychedelic, uh, questionable supernatural stuff going on. But it plays out a lot more like how if you had read the the books on the case, how it's been documented. Um, so it does show. It is a docudrama, essentially. I yeah. mean, it's based on the real, real situation, because Daniel did the background on it. You know, like, he did the actual... If you look at... And you look for an Amityville documentary, Daniel uh, Ferenc did that documentary. But I will also say that, you know, it's so interesting, because, like, for instance, maybe today's audience might look at Amityville 
um, murders and be like, oh my gosh, where are, where's the blood squirting out of the ears? Where's the heart popping out of the chest? Like, where are those special effects? And the truth is that reality is a lot scarier than sometimes, you know, than they believe. Like the abuse, I, I, I have a feeling people are going to really be able to identify with the characters, with the story. And to me, I'm glad they stayed in the house. It's I think it's to me like the best one because it's based on reality. But, you know, I'm sure people will always love Amityville 2 for what that is. But um, it's just, it's interesting. I think people are going to really appreciate it. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything with the movie, but the the final mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie, there's some there's some chilling stuff. There's some actual news footage, and it's it really lays down yeah. the reality of what you watched in a heavy way. Yeah, I um, my, and by the way, also that I believe for me, this is the best acting role in my entire career. Although some people might say, oh, I loved you as Monique. And I and I love that. Like, I love, like, the 80s and my characters that I played there. But when you see this performance, I think you'll understand why. Um, it is, I would say, my best performance. I would say that um, I might be beloved in other ones, but this one is, it's just great to see, I think, you know, from my early career to here, I think, you know, people really appreciate it. Well, and I, I think in this movie, as someone who's loved a lot of your early films, this film, you really, I don't watch that movie and see Diane Franklin when I watch it. You know I mean? Yes, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I didn't even recognize myself in the film. Honestly, when I first saw my went, I went, I don't, I don't even recognize me, which I love. I love. You thought you were recast. Thank You're you. like, who is that up there? <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> who is this lady? Well, I do have to give a shout out to what I think is kind of one of your lesser known movies, but around the horror movie night podcast and our whole community, it's one of our all time favorites. Uh, Terror vision <gasps> is just such a delightful yes. movie. Um, oh, me. I love that. It's like, Oh my God. Like, It really is. I, I do have to ask, how sick were you of all the goo by the end of the filming of that movie? Oh, I, oh it was so, no, here's the thing. I love the goo because it was a real life monster. It wasn't CGI. Yeah. That was so, there were people in that moving it. And I have to say, wow, what a fun thing as an actress to be acting off of something real as opposed to, or is that just real? I mean, as opposed to, so, very fun. I enjoyed it. Love the goo. Slime. <laughs> Slime in it. <laughs> and uh, you had a book that you, you put out a couple years ago, too. You put out a memoir, right? Yes, I did. I actually put out my first memoir has chapters on all the films I did. I have a television chapter, if you like that, too. Um, and that if you look up Diane Franklin books, because I had a second one that came out last year. My first book is my first memoir. It's about how I became an actress, and it's called Diane Franklin: The Absolute Inventions of the Boston Marathon. 
French exchange babe of the 80s. Ah, I'd memorize that. Um, <laughs> just look up Diane Franklin's book. Um, well, my second book was, I found out, I realized after I did my first book, I went, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. I was the first actress that brought curly hair into the 80s. I was the one that kickstarted all the perms. And the film I did that with was Last American Virgin. So if you're interested in Virgin and you love that film, that is the book to get. I have pictures in there that are that have never been seen. Um, all my books have lots of pictures. I made them like a coffee table book. Great information from that book. So I've only gotten positive responses on these books. You will love them. If you don't know about the 80s, these books take you back in time with the way I speak and the the stories. Um, so anyway, but that's called the excellent curls of the last American French exchange made of the eighties. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to do a third book. What's um, it? that's going to, I'm going to, I go to conventions and I bring my, my big coat. And if you are at a convention that I'm at and you put my coat on and we take a picture, send that picture to me and in maybe 2020, I'll come out with my book and you'll be like, but that's why I want it. It's an ode to how, you know, all the fans that are off dead, you know, will be in this book if people can get in there in time to do it, to send it to me. All right. Well, I want to make sure that everyone gets the date properly, that uh, it's going to be February 1st, correct? That Amityville Murders comes out and is no, available? February 8th. Okay, February, February 8th. 8th. And I'm glad you asked. February 8th, it will come out in select years and is exclusively on iTunes okay. for now. And, um, I think Blu-rays and DVDs are going to be out later, maybe in March. Um, but, um, wow. You know, and I would definitely get a copy because I will sign them if you come to a convention. You know, very exciting. It's it's a piece of history. So, and the acting is so amazing. Paul uh, Paul Ben Victor is wonderful. And Chelsea Ricketts, um, all the kids, Noah Brenner, um, Zane Austin, um, Q Lawrence, all the little kids were wonderful. Um, and John Robinson, a great actor. I think everyone's going to be very pleased with the performances. Yeah, it really was a phenomenal film. Uh, I have one last Thank question you. for you. And that question is, of all of the films that you've done, is there a specific film that you feel like still hasn't really gotten its day in the sun that you want to take this opportunity to tell people to check out? Oh my gosh, that's so hard to say. Wow. I mean, if you haven't seen Better Off Dead, that's just a must. You must see it because I play Monique Journal. I don't exist. I'm French, so I must say this. Um, <laughs> you know, there is a film. I really love my work in this film. I think it is the best work I've done in my life. But I did do another film, and it is an art film. It's out now, but only at select um, art uh, film festivals. And it's called The Final Interview. Um, I would recommend that. And also a movie called Wally Got Wasted, which you can go on Amazon Prime. If you get the Amazon app, go on Amazon Prime and you can. That's a comedy and I'll have a cameo in it. So if you want to see something new, I also so um, I would check that out as well. So I have done a couple of things, but I would have to say my Amityville is the one that, that is the, you know, the most special. But the final interview, wonderful film. Um, and it's like a art film. So it's like a, it's like three character, uh, story. Um, and I, it's really cool. It takes place in the eighties. So, uh, I, I love acting and I just, I love young filmmakers and 
This year, I'm going to be doing my daughter's film. She is a filmmaker, 22, Olivia De Laurentiis. And she wrote this film. She's directing it and she's acting in it. And I am in it. And it is a dark comedy called This Gets Rough. And the producer of it is Kimberly Cates, who did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, who maybe I will work with if we get the parts in uh, Bill and Ted's 3. There's going to be Bill and Ted Face the Music. So keep your fingers crossed for that. There's a lot of stuff happening. I'm I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) It's like the 80s all over again, right? (laughs) I'm I'm sitting going, I'm pitching myself going, is this really happening and is this is this a comeback i don't know i hope so i hope so i have a lot to give so we all uh, wish me luck we we all hope that it's the comeback that you've deserved for so long so guys go and check out go and check out amityville murders it's available on february 8th in select theaters and on itunes and then keep your eyes peeled for a dvd when it makes itself available and make sure that when you see diane at any conventions you go over there and tell her how much you loved her in this film uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you very much. As Billeted Princess, I say thank you so much for for listening and be excellent to each other. <laughs> You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.